0: You're commuting home with Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line with us, we have Dr. Mark Siegel. How are you, doctor?
0: I'm doing great, and I don't have a pox on me. Nowhere on me.
1: No monkey pox, and we're not going to say so. So what's the story in the monkey business, Doctor.
0: Well, I think I think it's being overhyped. It's it's not nothing. It came from two raves which is a huge huge parties in in Belgium and Spain w- where they had l- hundreds of gay men, bisexual men. I think it got spread sexually. I think that it's it's an issue, but the way it's being atten- attended to is preying off the fears of the pandemic. That's People ridiculous. thinking, yeah. "Uh oh, yeah. we're going to have another one. And that's just not true. They're now, not govern- getting
1: anything out of COVID anymore. So now they're going to start with the monkeypox. Governor McGreevy had a question for you, Dr. Siegel. Uh, doctor, thank you yes, so much. Um, I, I'm representing the Democratic minion on this show. So um, <laughs> I I just wanted um, one, I, you know, one of the real challenges that's facing the country is obviously addiction and the fentanyl crisis. And one of the really good things that I think that we've done in New Jersey is to provide for the accessibility of Suboxone. And I know that it's, it's so critically important because now you have fentanyl, you have ISO, and you talk to the DEA agents. And basically, you see, you know, we test Uh, the young men and young women in our program, and there's literally no heroin in the heroin anymore. It's just all fentanyl. But one of the good things that we're doing in in New Jersey is making Suboxone available so that people can start off as they're transitioning from their addiction to detoxification and to sobriety. They're starting off, whether it's 8 milligrams or 16 milligrams of Suboxone and then titrating down. Can you just talk a little bit about the addiction crisis and what's happening and why medication-assisted treatment is so important, if you, if you believe the way, in that? By I'm a
0: huge fan of Suboxone and Brown University. I'm on an opioid task force up there and they have all medical school graduates are actually authorized to prescribe it in the state of Rhode Island. We need that all over the country. Suboxone has in it buprenorphine, which is a great... Uh, antidote to opioid addiction as well as uh as well as naloxone uh, narcan which again will reverse it but fentanyl stays in your system a long time this will decrease your risk by 70 percent i'm a huge fan what you're doing there is terrific we of course need more we need to get to the whole mental health crisis which we're ignoring which actually got worse during the pandemic and there's the fact one more thing governor there's the fact that a lot of these things are cloaked as legitimate drugs so so kids go to get adderall online and it looks like Adderall, but it's phony, and it's actually fentanyl. So it's A lot of it's made in China. It's leaking across the border. It's worse and worse and worse. Fentanyl, 50 to 100 times more powerful than morphine, suppresses your breathing, and you die. And you don't even know you're getting fentanyl.
1: Yeah, and I, one of the things that Governor Murphy has done is made Suboxone so much more readily available. Could you just talk a little bit about ISO as well?
0: Well, I, I think that that's another really uh, – Wait, what, what is ISO? ISO sure. is coming
1: up from Florida. Or the difference between these synthetic opioids and heroin and what that does in terms of physiologically yeah, in the
0: body. So that's the, the problem with that. I know I know what you're talking about. But the problem with that is it causes a craving. And you, I'm sorry for the, the Jersey accent. <laughs> It, exactly it replaces the opioids that your brain has your brain makes its own endorphins the more you you take these powerful opioid replacements and substitutes the more you crave it that's what the addiction comes from that's why doctors contributed to this by the way w- w- by what's called the fifth vital sign about 10 20 years ago yep. we were told that we were underestimating pain and we needed to pay attention to it so people would give 125 pills after a, after an operation or after after a wisdom tooth and the next thing you know they're in a medicine cabinet and a teen is Taking them, then they crave them, then they go for the illicit substances, and they can't get off. So, it. in fifteen seconds,
1: in fifteen seconds, what should parents watch for for their children?
0: Uh, they should they should watch for change in behavior, change in hours, coming in at late hours. They should look for changes in their eyes, pinpoint pupils, grogginess. They should look for uh, that they can't reach them. That there's that they kind of have a sense. An opioid, uh, someone who's addicted to opioids, has a sense of. Being not there in the room with you, that's the best way I can put it, emotionally distant.
1: Well, Dr. Siegel, thank you so much. And in the studio, uh, Judge Weinberg, uh, Eric, uh, Eric, Craig Eaton, uh, Governor McGreevy, uh, Lydia. And what do we all stand for? Truth, justice, and the American, and the American way. way. <laughs> and uh, God bless New York. God bless New Jersey. And we need blessings. God, and God bl- bless America. God bless Texas. And somebody has to. See, somebody God has bless to. John Katz and Margo, and his family. Have, yeah. For and all particularly they in do this tragedy. This, the families out there, we're praying for you. Thank you. Thank you all, and thank you.